What you're about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. We're glad you're here. Um, there is there's something miraculous happening. Truly miraculous. And it happened on the Joe Rogan show. Yeah. 60 seconds will take you there. Good sleep is one of the key ingredients to a successful day. If you're not getting good sleep regularly, your whole day can end up feeling like a never-ending schlog through thick mud. Would it be nice just to be able to relax when your head hits the pillow at night, just so you can just slow down? You don't want to take stuff that makes you sleepy and drowsy because it's that's a drug and it just whacks you out the next day. Here's something you can take 100% drug-free. It's a blend of natural ingredients designed to promote healthy sleep by reducing anxiety and distress and improving mood and promoting relaxation. It's called Relief Factor Sleep. Relief Factor Sleep. Your first bottle is $19.95, 20 bucks to get a feeling of great relaxation and contentment as you drift away into sleep and feel refreshed and rejuvenated the very next morning. Unleash the power of great sleep by calling 800 the number 4 relief. 800 the number 4 relief. It's Relief Factor Sleep at relieffactor.com. Dream big and sleep tight. I want to talk to you here um, about something that Billy Graham told me about five years before he died. We became friends at the end of his life. And I so admired him. And at one point, I said, Billy, where are the people that are going to step up? Where, where's the next George Washington, Abraham Lincoln? Where's the next Billy Graham? And he smiled and he said, God is tired of people like me getting credit for his work. He said, it's not going to work this way this time. He said, this time, people who are just regular people are going to do something that they may think is small and insignificant. And they may not even understand it. But they feel compelled that they're supposed to do this one thing and they'll argue in their own head, say, that doesn't make any sense. Why would I do that? What, that's not going to change anything. And he said, and if everybody who hears what they're supposed to do and does just that, nothing more, nothing less, just that, and remains faithful, he said, the lights will come on and you'll see a mosaic that God is working and Everyone on earth will know only the God of Abraham, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob could have done it. That's what he told me. It has lasted with me, and I'm seeing that come to fruition right now. Oliver Anthony was a guy who was, at the end, just a few weeks ago, he was at the end, sitting in his truck, weeping, completely broken, now he's on Joe Rogan. He was on Joe Rogan and he's talking to Joe about the scriptures. And Joe is listening. And so are millions of Americans. I think what Oliver Anthony just did is what our preachers are failing to do. Our preachers 
it's all gobbledygook. It doesn't feel real to so many Americans. But listen to this. Oliver Anthony on Joe Rogan. I kind of had this breakdown moment and um, decided that I was going to let whatever ego I had go. And just at this point, it's like I knew I didn't have much left in for me anyway. And I wanted I wanted to serve whatever purpose it was that I was here to serve. It's like you get this just overwhelming feeling in you. I, I was just crying like a baby, just this very like warm feeling throughout me. And that um, that really hasn't gone away since like I. I'm not the guy that can play in front of 12,000 people on guitar. I would be like, I mean, I had never played a paid gig. When we when we played the show at the farm market where Jamie Johnson showed up, that was my first paid gig. Like, I'm not a guy to go out and play live shows, but I can tell you I was so like, um, I was just so at peace being up there. Like, it just felt like that's where I was supposed to be. And, that, and with all of this, it has been like, there's no way that chris from six months ago could handle what's gone on the last two weeks but i feel just so empowered from all of it and um i don't know i'm telling you like again i'm not i'm not anybody special and i'm certainly not here to preach to anybody but just from coming from somebody who was just really just in a really just up place like and i use that word like with discretion but in this case it describes like where i was like that guy found a lot of peace like from this book and from, from looking at things in a different way yeah from looking at things through the eyes well, yeah. of scripture and i think for me it was like i had been in you know i'd been in church growing up and i had been i'd been exposed to all of that but i'd found a lot of um a lot of theatrics and a lot of politics in church and in religion when i was younger and so it just immediately turned me off to so it so if you can take us to like what was like the day you picked it up what what was the feeling that you had like what caused you to act what what was it like when you did it yeah i mean i'd been reading it here and there off and on and i had for like off and on for a long time like because i again i was introduced to it as a kid but it was really just like um i remember i'd went to the i went to the er for everything that was going on i mean i thought i was seriously going to die like i was having shooting pains up under my jaw, down in my wrist, in my leg, like just cardiovascular 101 symptoms. Of course, I'm 31. I had been like, I could run four miles without stopping, no problems. So like I knew my heart was strong, but You're I just, just freaking out. Yeah, but I went and did that. And uh, I remember being in the truck after that, just like, and I just, yeah, I just had a breakdown moment. I was just, cr just crying and um, was just, just. <sighs> I just felt hopeless, like, like almost the way a child feels hopeless when they, you know, like you can't find your parent or something like a, like a four-year-old that can't find his parents or something. I was just like, just didn't have anything left in me. And, um, okay, stop. Listen to what he's doing here. This is a guy just weeks ago was feeling just like that. Just weeks ago. That that's in itself a miracle. He's a guy who has screwed up. Everything in his life. He said up until he was about 30 and then things went awry. <laughs> it was the exact opposite. I was just crazy bad until I was about 30 and then I tried to clean up my life. And all he's doing now is he's sitting in the truck and he's completely broken. How many of us can relate to this? You're out of answers. Now listen. 
I don't know. I just, uh, I just decided like right then and there, I was like, I know I can't do this anymore. And, but I know, I know that I can, I know there's things that I need to do. And I just, I was just, just told God, I was like, just let me do it. Like, and I'll give all this up. I'll give up the weed and I'll quit getting drunk and I'll quit. Um, I'll quit being so angry about things and I'll just like, well, I'll just call it good. Whatever I've done up from from up until I was 30 or whatever 31 like I'll we'll just call that good and I'll start over again and um I'll make him the focus and not me and I just tried to tried to let my let my ego and everything that I was just let that go and just focus on cuz cuz obviously like it's not just me I've seen it with even other people I know and I see it with celebrities and everything but I don't know I just feel like um we're in such a weird place right now in the okay. world. Stop for a second. What is he doing? What's he doing right here? This is the first step of Alcoholics Anonymous. It's the first step. I give up. I can't do it. I completely give up. Gotta give it all to you. I'll just we'll just call it start fresh. That is, without him knowing it, that is the first step. You cannot Heal yourself until you get there. This is the problem with our nation. You can't fix it until we get there. Lord, I give up. I give up. We've tried everything. We've tried everything. Everything we do seems to make it worse. We've tried this. We've tried this. The only thing we haven't tried is humbling ourselves. See, this is, this is why humility is so important. Because without humility, you can't get to where he is, which is completely broken. And luckily, for me as an alcoholic, and unfortunately for my mom, who was an alcoholic, my mother's bottom was death. She didn't have a place that was bad enough to break her until death. I'm grateful that that wasn't my bottom line. And I've wondered for a long time, is that the bottom line for our country? Is our country... Are we so arrogant that we'll let it die before we say, okay, I give up? I give up. I, I just I just want peace in my life. I just I, I want to be a decent person. We want to be a good country, but we obviously don't know how to do it. Now listen to what he's about to do. The next step. Listen to this. I feel like God's working through inadvertently through certain people to get to get his point across. He is. Um, so take me to what what you did. Did you start reading the Bible? Like, what did you do? I just changed my perspective. Um, you changed... You, you, I quit like, worrying about me, and I started worrying about what, what it is that I'm supposed to do. You know, like, it talks in the Bible about um, about being a servant and, you know, giving up, I guess, my desire and my will and whatever it is that I, that I want to do. Like, um, I, don't, I don't know the best way to describe it, but it's about... It's about trying to use what I have as a tool versus doing what I can in the moment to give what give myself whatever satisfaction that it is I'm trying to get, you know. 
it's about letting trying to let go of your ego i guess in a way um mm. and i mean people people pursue that mentality I listen to this. without faith i mean it's the idea of there being something bigger than you but i think inherently all human beings idolize something like it talks in the bible about false idols we all have false idols like whether it's our phone or it's a celebrity or it's something we do or it's our addiction to food or drugs or whatever but like it's very difficult for a human to be the biggest thing on their hierarchy there's always something above us right because we're always in pursuit of something bigger than whatever it is in that moment and i think for me it was just about taking everything else all the distractions and all the other things in my life away and just ensuring that at least and look i'm st we're all we're all we all sin and we all do stupid things like we're all just people nobody's special or righteous people sometimes act like they're special and righteous but we're all just the same thing like um but it's just about trying to make that make that my idol make 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 god and the concept of what it is that he wants done on this earth my idol versus anything else stop he's just completed the first two steps Step one, admit you're powerless over alcohol or whatever else it is and that your lives are unmanageable. That's the first thing you have to do. My life is completely out of control. I've tried everything. I'm broken. I'm crying in my truck. I, ca I can't do it. I'm powerless over this. I can't stop it. Second step. We came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. He's saying there is a God. There is a God. And, and I've, I've followed other gods and all of these other gods are false. They've only played into my problem because they feed my ego and what I want. And only thing, only thing that is above humans is God. And so I am powerless over my problem and my life is is out of control and only a power greater than me can restore us to san to sanity. First two steps. Now I'm going to take a one minute break and come back and show you he's completed the third step. This is the fastest this is why AA works, because it's it's so obvious. It's natural. It's natural how it works. When he gets to the fourth step, that's where trouble sets in. But I want you to listen to the third in 60 seconds. Tragic statistic, recent study of hundreds of post-abortive women found that 60% of them would have preferred to give birth. 60%. Can you even begin to comprehend that? How many women are just horribly scarred? If they received more support from others or had a little more financial security, they would have given birth. This is where preborn steps in. They're here for women during their darkest hour when deciding between life and death for their child. But they're also there for them afterward. Giving a woman a free ultrasound increases her chance to save the baby, doubling the chance she'll choose life. And when she does, preborn is there to help her for up to two years and additional support. 
When you support preborn, you not only support women, you empower them and you save lives. Your donation of $28 will help a woman make a choice that she won't have to regret the rest of her life. And it gives her the ultimate blessing, life. Your love can save a life. Dial pound 250 on your cell and just say uh, the keyword baby. Pound 250, keyword baby. Preborn.com slash Beck. Preborn.com slash Beck or pound 250, keyword baby. Sponsored by Preborn. 10 seconds, station ID. Okay. So the third step, let's see if he makes it. Like we all serve, we all serve some master, whether we realize it or not. So why not let it be the master that is above all? And so when you made this transformation in your mind, did you then start reading scripture like regularly? Like what did you start doing? Yeah, well, it was different. Well, what's what really? I guess it's like now I don't read it. I don't read it because I feel like I should read it to be a better person. It's like now I I try to read it for the guidance within it. And I'm still in the infancy stages of a lot of this. Like I've read a lot of Psalms, Proverbs, and Ecclesiastes, and Luke, and um, there's other good books. But just trying to, I don't know, like trying to restructure, I guess, on a granular level, like I guess the neural pathways in my brain that have certain habits and certain ways of thought, like I've tried to retrain that to, um, you know, like there's there's things it says, like, uh, and I'll be very brief with this, I promise, but like one thing ironically it's uh proverbs 420 which i thought you would like <laughs> so if there's anything okay. better perfect but, stop um, for just a second before we get to that he just completed the third step okay first step we're powerless our lives are out of control and i have no power to stop it second there is a power greater than me there is a, a god how a god of your understanding a power greater than me that will restore me to sanity. Third step, I will turn my will and my life over the care of God as I understand him. The first thing he said when we went back to this clip is, we all serve a master. I just decided to serve the master, the God. And now I'm reading scriptures, so I get to learn his will, what he wants me to do. Third step, made a decision to turn over our lives uh, and our will over to the care of God as we understand him. I'm telling you, God is working miracles. This is why I've said, you want to save the country? It's anyone who understands the 12 steps of AA. It will get you there. We need to do this as a nation. But the fourth step is the really tough one. Do we have time to go on to the, here's, uh, I think he said it was Psalms 420. Listen, Proverbs Preach. 420. My son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart. For they are life to those who find them and health to one's whole body. Above all else, guard your heart. For everything you do flows from it. Keep your mouth free from perversity. Keep corrupt talk far from your lips. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Give careful thought to the paths for your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. Do not turn to the right or the left. Keep your foot from evil. But um, That's pretty big. Yeah, it is profound. 
Joe Rogan. Wow, that's profound. Um, so l- listen to what he just said. This, I think, that this is the, the proverb that he would bring up. Tells you everything you need to know about him and politics. He has done everything he could to distance himself from the right and the left, mainly from the right, because those were the ones running to him with open arms going, you're one of us. He's, I believe, being used by God. And you're not going to make any inroads if you're Glenn Beck and your name is so associated with the right or, you know, you're Michael Moore and you're so associated with the left, whatever. It's not going to happen. He's fixing his eyes on God, not turning to the right or the left. And he will fulfill whatever it is he's supposed to fulfill. And he'll be shocked by it, as he already is shocked by it. God works quickly when we are willing. The Glenn Beck Program. How often do you find yourself just going through the motions when it comes to feeding your dog? Bowl is empty. Grab the bag of kibble. Fill her up. Let me tell you something. Last night, I had such a fun time with uh, Uno uh, feeding him. Who wants wants dinner? Who wants dinner? And then filling it up, watching him with his nose in the bag. Okay, okay, okay. And then kind of I put a couple kibble in my hand. He just sniffed them. Didn't eat them. Then I put the bowl up on the counter and I put the rough greens on top of it, mixed it, now put it down in front of him, and he gobbled the bowl. I love my dog. I just love my dog. And uh, when you can make feeding him something fun, something that you enjoy, something that you know they're enjoying, it just is so great. Rough Greens, so confident your dog is going to love it. They have a special deal for you. It's roughgreens.com slash back. Call 833-GLEN-33. They'll give you your first trial bag for free. You just pay for shipping. First bag free, 833-GLEN-33. All the nutrients and everything else your dog needs. 833-GLEN-33. Roughgreens.com slash back. Subscribe to Blaze TV, blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn and save 10 bucks. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. We're glad you're here. Um, we're just talking about this amazing peer- appearance on Joe Rogan uh, by Oliver Anthony. Uh, yeah, I didn't see. I didn't see it or hear it at all. I had, you know, just heard seen about some it. coverage of yeah. it. And I want to give you the slightly different impression that I got without actually listening to it to the one that you received by actually listening to huh, it. Okay. So you just played an incredible awakening of a person who's finding god who's changing his life who's really very very humble Mm -hmm. about it not preachy just like i'm telling you what happened to me here's what i got this is from variety rich men singer oliver anthony laments porn prescription drugs and more in strange two-hour joe rogan interview (laughs) (laughs) because he thought porn was bad and didn't think wow. didn't like prescription drugs it was strange but like nothing about this nothing about a, the really and that's really the, the most story. important part yeah, of really, his story you know cuz people obviously connected at some level with the lyrics of the first song that came out and that's how people were interested in him but the real story here is him and his his change his awakening his the life that that has gone from 
zero to 60 in a few weeks really quickly. I mean, that's the incredible thing about this, why he's an interesting figure. And the fact that, I mean, listen, everybody is feeling defeated right now. Everybody is losing hope. We're all, at least I've, I've been in my truck crying my eyes out over the country and, you know, God, help us. What I mean, everything we do, we screw it up. What, 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 help us. Where are you? Help us, help us, help us. And he is answering those prayers and you don't see it, but he is answering those prayers through individuals because everything else is discredited. So these individuals pop up and you're going to see more of more of them popping up here and there. And they may not become famous because it's not about the fame. It's about the message that he's sending. And the message is, I'm there. I am there. Once you humble yourself and you're broken, I'm there for you. And I will rush to your aid. I just want you to know if you're if you're feeling like he was feeling this message is for you. You're listening to this program today for a reason. Don't 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 write this off as a coincidence. There's a method. It's why it's it's why it's called a miracle. You know, some people will say, you know, a miracle is merely a change of perspective. I think it is. I think it is. You can look at a miracle and go, oh, well, it was just the winds that swept up the water because there was a really big storm. And that would help Moses get across. OK, if that's what it was, fine. Change your perspective on that. Wow, what a coincidence that was at that time. What a coincidence it is. You're struggling perhaps with something. And right now. You happen to be listening to this broadcast and you're hearing his message. I am. I'm just amazed at. How he performed the first three steps of the 12 steps of AA. The next one is really, really hard. The first one is I'm powerless. I can't. My my life is out of control. Second one is. There's a power greater than me that can restore me. All I have to do, third step, is make the decision to turn my will and my life over to the care of God uh, as I understand him and, and follow what he says. Then the fourth one, make a searching and fearless moral inventory of yourself. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves and another human being the exact nature of your wrongs. Six, ready to have God remove all of these. Seven, humbly ask him to remove the shortcomings. Then you start to make amends for them. Now, let me show you how this works in a nation. Abraham Lincoln was not a deeply religious man. In fact, he, he hated religion because his father was the kind of guy who would quote scriptures as he would beat him. And so he went off on a dark, dark path. Most people don't know this. We don't, you know, we don't celebrate people's dark path, but we should at least understand how the person got there. He was horribly abused by his father. His father was a Bible toting guy uh, and would beat him because of the scriptures. And Abraham Lincoln's like, I don't want anything to do with my father. I don't want to ever be like my father. 
and this is all garbage. And so he rejected it. And he became the only reason. The only reason why maybe he changed at first was because he was afraid of syphilis because he had whored around. Have you ever heard that about Abraham Lincoln? That's who he became. Then he realized my life is becoming unmanageable. And he didn't turn to God. He just turned to higher values and principles and started to live those. He still kind of, he knew God and he knew the Bible inside and out. But he was not what you would call a, a, a practicing Christian. He said, I wasn't Christian when the war broke out. I wasn't Christian with my, when my son died. I became a Christian at Gettysburg. That's where he makes the covenant. That's where he asks America as a broken president, as somebody who has completely broken down, and he sees what's happening, and they can't make any progress. Nobody, the, the, the North is losing at this point. Listen to what he said in his second inaugural address, and tell me this isn't the, the uh, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh step of AA. Neither party expected for the war of this magnitude or the duration which it's already attained. Neither anticipated that the cause of the conflict might cease with or even before the conflict itself should cease. Each looked for an easier triumph, and as a result, less fundamental and astounding. Both read the same Bible, we pray to the same God, and each invokes his aid against the other. It might seem strange for any man to dare ask a just God's assistant in wringing their bread from the sweat of another man's face. But let's not judge, or we will be judged. But the prayers of both cannot be answered, and neither of them are answered fully. But the Almighty has his own purposes. Quote, Woe unto the world because of its offenses, for it must needs be that offenses come. But woe to that man by whom the offensive cometh. End quote. If we should suppose that American slavery is one of those offenses in which the providence of God must needs come, but which have continued through the appointed, his appointed time, he now wills it to stop. And that he gives to both North and South this terrible war as the woes due by those whom the offense came. Shall we discern then in any departure from those divine attributes that that the believers in a living God always ascribe to him. We hope, we pray, that this mighty scourge of war may speedily pass away. Yet, if God wills it continue until all of the wealth piled by the bondsman's 250 years of unrequited toil shall be sunk, and until every drop of blood drawn with the lash shall be paid by another drawn with a sword, as it was said 3,000 years ago, still it must be said, the judgments of the Lord are true and righteous together. He is saying, I 
surrender my will and the country must surrender their will. And if it means we're destroyed because of our sins, we're going to be destroyed. Now, that seems like somebody who's giving up, right? Say this all the time to people and they say, oh, so we're going to just give up? No. Accept the will of God and then do all that you can. With malice toward none, with charity for all, with the firmness in the fight as God gives us to see the right. So in other words, we're fighting as hard as we can and we're struggling to see the light and see the right. But God's giving that to us. So keep humble. He says, let us strive on to finish the work we're in, to bind up the nation's wounds, to care for him who shall have borne the battle and for his widow and his orphan. To do all which may achieve and cherish a just and lasting peace among ourselves and with all nations. Everything you need to know about life and our country, because it's the same. Because in this country, we the people are the country. And because we the people have gone astray, our government has gone astray. It's merely a reflection of us. And let me tell you, with firmer reliance on divine providence, if every dollar and every success this country has had needs to go down the drain for us to do God's will, for us to be a nation that is righteous and good and works to serve mankind, so be it. We'll make it because we have God on our side. Sorry, because we are on God's side huge difference uh it seems like these days we almost do more online than we do offline unfortunately that frequency creates an illusion of security but it is an illusion cyber criminals are constantly finding new ways to get a hold of your information and they'll exploit every advantage available to them that's why it's important that you have security with lifelock everything we do online at any time it's important to understand cybercrime and identity theft and how it affects our lives and how fast it is changing. It's equally important to realize measures can be taken to help keep it from happening. But nobody can stop all of it because it's changing all the time. But you can help protect what's yours with LifeLock by Norton. Join now. Save up to 25% off your first year with the promo code BECK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK or head to LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK for 25% off. It's LifeLock.com. Promo code BECK. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Alarming, alarming yesterday, Mitch McConnell. He's speaking to reporters, and here's what happens. 
What are my thoughts about what? Running for re-election in 2026. Oh. That's right. Uh, now he's frozen. His eyes aren't moving. <clears throat> Did you hear the question, Senator? Running for re-election in 2026? Yes. He's looking up at a corner. All right, I'm sorry, you all. We're going to need a minute. Senator. She seems... They seem like this has happened before. They're not freaked out. One of the aides is speaking to him. Now he comes out of it a bit. Okay. Okay. Somebody else have a question? Please speak up. Yeah, what just happened? <laughs> How is that not your next question? That is not the next question. What just happened to you? Where'd you go? I mean, this is... Terrified. This is our country, people. This is our country. How everybody in Kentucky is not standing up and saying right now, come home. Come home. It's over. It's over. It's over. It's come sad. home. It's over. It's, it's, it's really sad. <sighs> and it's terrible to watch that happen. We'll all get there, I guess, at some point. They're families. But how can you let this go on? And, and like, look, I understand there are calculations to be made with seats, the way it works in... Uh, Kentucky. By the way, yes. thanks to Mitch McConnell, largely, yeah. he changed the law a couple of years ago so, so that the Democratic governor couldn't name the next senator. You wonder if he knew that this was coming on with him at the time. But well, I know he told me. Glenn? Glenn? Hmm? What just anyway, happened? Uh, <laughs> no, but it's like, <laughs> wouldn't you say that? Yes, of the hundred percent. I mean, it's uh, how do you not ask that? And and you give the aides come over and they know you could tell that this has happened before. The yes. first one tries to cover and say, "Oh, he just didn't hear you." So she so, he she basically yells in his ear. Yeah. Hey, answer that question. Did you hear that question about you running again? And he is as if nothing has occurred. He, no, he's like it's a seizure. Yeah. Mary has seizures, yeah. and that's how we are with Mary. When she'll freeze up, and everyone will go, Mary's having a seizure, and then we all just come, and we just hold her, and we're just like, it's okay, Mary. It's okay. It's okay. We pray on her, and, and then she comes out of it. Mm. She's fine. But that that was, was the that, is, I mean, you've seen, it, obviously, this happen over and over again. Is that what you just saw? Is that this? Would you think it is a seizure? or It's some neurological something Shut i don't know down. what yeah. but i mean notice he did this in the first time we'd have to go back and look at the tape but i think when he did it last time his eyes went up and to the right yeah that kind of happened there too. yeah oh. uh and it's a neurological event of some sort i i don't know i'm not a doctor I mean, but it's disturbing now i don't know i'm suspicious it does it, it you know i don't know i'm no doctor but you, obviously associating it with age it does seem like this has been a long slowing process for now, him the, but this is not but it may I not mean, be what's happening with Mitch McConnell is not the same as as the dementia in the White House. No, no, it's different. It's, it's much more close yeah, to the to the to the brain damage from our senator in in Pennsylvania or Feinstein my, or fine. Yeah. My gosh! How many examples? This is our country. Would you let him drive? Of course not. Why? He could hurt somebody. He can hurt 350 million people. Take the keys of our country away from these people. The Glenn Beck Program.